to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 60. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like I said this every week, but I can't believe we're episode I, I, 60. I, I had to contemplate this one because the last one I got in is 58 and I was like, have we done two since? No, we but just we did have. the one. No, we, no, but I think uh, one of mine I didn't write in my yeah, book. Yeah, you missed it. What was it for? What was the last film we did? It was Vacancy. It can't have been. It was. Oh yeah, and then the midweek, then, then the midweek, yeah, 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 I get you, I get you. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. Paranormal Activity. What, this... are your, what are your overall thoughts? I love Paranormal Activity, I think it it did for, let me get it right, it did for horror what Scream did for horror. It opened up yeah, the, a new it, thing again. It's important to watch, you look at films like this, well, films like this, you look at Paranormal Activity, and Paranormal Activity walked so that all the other found footage films could run. I know Blair Witch was the originator, but this is what kickstarted the found footage frenzy. Yeah. Um, and it, when you're watching it, compared to the ones that get released now, the production value is so low. The, you could argue that there are more entertaining versions of found footage out there, but yeah. this is what started it off. They wouldn't exist without Paranormal yeah. Activity. Paranormal Activity like set the ground rules for it. And it, whether you like it or not, and whether you like paranormal films or not, it's done a lot for horror. Yeah, and it I, has. It, I, it, op- it kind of opened up a whole new doorway to like y- your found footage films, although yeah. a lot of them are, are repetitive and washed yeah. out. I respect you, it. You've got to remember this is the first of its... And so it was new. Not the first of its kind, but the first... I suppose it's the, like the first found footage, like home invasion from a demon kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I'm and interested say, to know the budget for this. You... I don't think you'll get this in a million years. Right. I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if you did. That makes me think it's quite high. Because I'd, I'd imagine it was low. I, we'll, we'll talk yeah, about we'll, it. But... We're not talking about it now, but let's get into it because there is quite a bit to say. I thought, I mean, I am an extravagant note taker at the best of times, but I was like, oh, it's only going to be a page because it's in a house. Like, they never leave the house. What the fuck yeah. happened? Three pages down, I was like, oh, shit. Fucking hell. <laughs> But anyway, it starts off with a like the typical typing thing of like these tapes were taken in the place of the house where Mika Slow and Katie Featherstone lived. Also, the actors' real names as mm. well, which was quite cool. So Katie has just moved into the house, and the first thing I want to know is how much do they earn? Because holy shit, she's an English student and he's a day trader. American houses. Have you seen the price compared? To- there's like there's like a big thing. Well, I'll say big thing online. I've seen it a, like a few times when Americans go against uh, English, yeah. Britain. Um, Eng- like American houses look a lot better, but the kind it's like the they're not made of, made out of paper mache, but there's nothing behind them. It's all like really thin walls and stuff. It's oh. uh, you get a lot more for your money in America in terms of face value, but they're made quick and cheap do you know what I mean yeah. so that's why they sell cheap do you think that's why when they have like earthquakes and stuff like that do you think we'd fare up better against an earthquake than possibly did you see that tornado in London no have you not seen it there was a tornado in London yesterday I'm not, even, I'm not even joking and it's fine I just brought that up there was, there was wheelie bins fucking flying about fucking hell it wasn't like obviously a, a massive one yeah. but it, there was wheelie bins flying in midair and people's cars have been 
moved oh, and walls shit. walls have fallen down. It was quite. I mean, considering we have nothing, like we've like we get a gust of wind every yeah, so often, we just and get it a gets a bit rain, blustery. Yeah, that's a big more than thing. Anything. But she's only a student, and he we, we, he just says he's a day trader. But that house is gorgeous, and that camera is expensive. But I'm not gonna. I'm not going to query it because then you get into the plot holes and there are a lot of plot holes in this film. But anyway, so we learn that something weird is happening in the house. And what I do like is that it's not just, oh, I bought this camera for coincidence. And then things started happening. Like there's already things happening. So there's a reason behind the camera. It's the idea of, you know, we, we want to capture what it is. But Katie makes an offhand comment. And I never knew this before. I never noticed it. And she says... Like, the spirit had been following her in the house since she was eight years old. But that's just a very quick off comment at the beginning. Yeah. We learn more about it as we go on. But I do think it's quite interesting. And But I'd be really paranoid of a camera watching me all the time. This this is one of the main reasons... Not main reasons, but I, I was quite pissed off in a lot of this film. Because the reason this film so... I think it was so effective was because it was so realistic. that mm. not, not in the sense of maybe demons... But the way it was shot and it was so amateur film, yeah. Not discrediting the director. I mean, it was it was it good was the way they made like it that. seem like it was it was just a home video. And Katie really was annoyed a lot of it. Like seemed annoyed by the fact but that the camera. was This there. is what pissed me off because there's some points in the film where you think you just would not be filming this. Like when she gets so pissed off, or in really like real situations where you don't film like. Being with Shaft so long, I, like this, ba- like I love being on the wind up, but there are boundaries where you're like, nah, this is too far. Like, not now. There's there's a time and a place. Yeah. And there was a few points in the film, and I noted them down when I just thought you wouldn't be shoving a camera in a face now. Yeah. Like, you, it, it it would be switched off. It would not be in your hands. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's a real shame actually, because at the beginning of the film, I really liked Mika, and then there seems to be a turning point halfway through where we almost become so obsessed with this ghost, and I just think you're an absolute dickhead. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't like him. And the fact he looks like Neb Shulman out of Catfish as well yeah. really ticks me <laughs> off. Like, I just sit there and think of him as Catfish now. But anyway, they uh, they don't they, they don't sort of go into any detail about it. But there's a... Uh, it's night one. It's the first night that they've got the camera. And they're both laid in bed together. And the, it, the time fast forward. So you can always see the time on the bottom yeah. right-hand side. And... You can hear this, and I don't know how to describe it. It's but it's sort of like you know when you go underwater and then you come back up and your ears are blocked and it makes that yeah I know sound. There's that sort of sound, and then there's a slight jingle. And when Katie goes downstairs the next morning, the keys are on the floor. Yeah. Now I'm sorry, but she finds that really weird, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, it's the keys on the floor." But actually, that's pretty fucking damning evidence. I, I think. As a major skeptic, which I'm, I'm not saying I am, but a person who is a major skeptic, w- the idea of the paranormal and ghost spirits, demons, is so far back in their mind that it would be humorous to them, and they wouldn't even fathom that it could be uh, a, a paranormal thing. They'd just be like, "Oh, the keys are falling." It could put it down to, to, to be fair, keys falling, dependent on where they are on the worktop. Obviously, we never see it. If they're just hanging off the edge, then maybe but yeah. They're but in the middle of the floor. Th- this is what I'm saying, like, but. A major skeptic wouldn't even take that into consideration until the only thing that puts against it is the film. Like you, you can we can hear the keys hit the floor. Whether or not he heard that changes a lot. Because if he didn't hear it, he might think they've been knocked on the floor. Like it could have happened at any point. Doesn't mean we're being possessed or haunted. But if he played it back and heard the keys fall on the floor, then that'd be a bit more like 
well, it was at this time in the night, all the windows were shut. They'd obviously been resting for X amount of hours, so at what point did they fall off? Why did they fall off? But Yeah, but there's, th- there's things already happening in the house. That's the reason they've got the camera in the first place. And he, at this point, he does not think at all that he's being possessed. He does not take it serious. Not being possessed, but there's any, yeah. any type of paranormal activity going on. Yeah, I just... Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll settle with that. You know what, I'll, I'll compromise there, fair enough. So the psychic is actually coming to the house, like Kate's arranged a psychic, and Mika seems less than impressed by it, and he's like, oh, I've got to play this when he enters, and that is yeah. quite funny. It's like sort of like the Exorcist music. Yeah. It's not the Exorcist, but something like Which that. Which is so disrespectful, I'm sorry. It is. If they've invited him into the home, then they're invi- inviting him on the pretense they that do he's it a in believer. Film. I can't remember what it is, where they basically take the piss out of him. Yeah, they do, and I can't remember what it is. Is your film that you picked Haunted House? No, but I was so fucking oh, tempted. I just thought then, but that might be mine for the week after, I think. Yeah. When's, what's the film when they take the piss? It it feels like it's like The Conjuring or something like that. It feels like quite a serious film. No, I don't think it was The Conjuring. It, Insidious? It, I think it was Insidious. Josh was making remarks, With Elise, maybe. Elise, wasn't it, beforehand? Possibly, yeah. But I, he won't, I don't think he was taking the piss. He was just being rude. He didn't yeah. think like the fact she was there. Am I yeah. thinking of BuzzFeed Unsolved, Supernatural? Hey, demons, it's I th- I your think, boy. I think it might be when... <laughs> have you seen the one where they go into a house? like a, a colleague's house? Yeah. Really good episode, by the way. It was uh, That was one of the most I remember that one. Ones. Yeah, I and love it, BuzzFeed it, it Unsolved. He was, was kind of making a mockery of it, then like screaming at the demons and stuff. I know, they're doing true really. crime now. And that one is... True crime is good, but I wish they'd do another series of Supernatural. I'm sure they will, because it, it went off. And King Goatman's Bridge was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it was good though. So the psychic says a lot of things can be attributed to house sounds and stress. So straight away he's like, look, the things you've told me, they just sound like house settling yeah. and things like that. But then uh, we learn that Katie and her sister suffered a haunting when they were kids. And so it's not that this thing's in the house. It's this thing started when she moved into the house. And the spirit seems to move with Katie. Now, this was my first question to you. If this was Shah... Ollie, what would you do? I probably, I'd probably be more than welcome to. Like we, we, we've spoken about it plenty of times on the podcast. How I'm not, I'm not against the idea of it, but I just don't believe it because I've never seen anything personally to to sway me towards thinking that it might be true. However, if if there was compelling evidence, or I was I was there and I could see these strange things happening, see the recordings, and I, I probably would try and find like a a, a religious person who's trained to deal with this type of stuff because who else are you gonna fucking go to the police are you you know what i mean you've got to go to but if you'd have been like so we'll say um let me think the one of the most damning things was the ouija board so if that had happened and you'd seen it on video did he see that on video yeah that that's a piss take that he didn't do anything yeah this was my point but if you'd seen that on video and you knew that nothing had happened until shah came in that house would that affect our relationship no, with Shah, do you think? No. No? No. I'd have fucked her off. Sorry, Shah. <laughs> no. I'd have been like, bye. Shah won't believe it anyway. That, that part, one of my points coming up is I, I liked, even though this isn't unheard of, it's pretty much every film, is that demons feed off negative energy. Mm. or I think it says hauntings in this film. Yeah. So I think with Shah, and this was a question I was going to ask you, how long does a demon wait till it's like that? They're not bothered. I've got to move on. Because if, if you give... I think that's why people like Elise and stuff in these other films are untouched. She's not scared of them. They can't get to her. Because she she's not scared. So she has this power of... 
you they feed and attach to negative energy and being scared and well demons feed off vulnerability don't they and yeah so if, if someone's just like i'm not fucking bothered mate like do what you want like you, you don't affect me they're powerless then because it, there's no negative energy so and I, I think that's what shara would be like she'd just be like i'm She'd be like, you're not fucking real, like, I'm not having this. Well, this is my next question, my next thing. So Mika queries using a Ouija board and the psychic advises no and because that's and that's a sign to the spirits that they want to communicate, but he does recommend a demonologist. And it gets to night time, there's a door that creaks, closing a fragment and then opening a fragment. You can clearly see it's not slammed yeah. either way. Um, but my next question is, do you think if they'd left it alone... Like and not featured a psychic or anything, it would have gotten stronger. Because at that moment in time, it was just keys and stuff well, I, like that. What's a bloke called? Mika. I think it's Mika's fault that the the haunting became a lot more severe because, well, the, it could be one of two things. One, the camera agitated it because she'd been haunting for so long. When the record, when 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 the film starts, is when they start uh, vlogging the, yeah. the around the house shenanigans and whatever. So they're still in a very laughy, jokey mood. So to me, it seems like it, it's been one of them things where they've been sat there. She's been like, oh, that, that the door opened again last night. Or that moved again. And then he's gone, oh, why don't we start recording it and see if we can catch something? As opposed to, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm worried. Let's start recording it. So it, it was kind of lighthearted, jokey, kind of semi-serious. Maybe serious, a lot more serious to Katie. But for him, it was like, oh, let's see if we can capture yeah. it then. So either that pissed it off, the fact that they started recording. Or the... Um, is it a priest? Or, no. Yeah, it's, it's a psychic. Uh, it, the psychic that comes around says, the last thing you want to do is communicate. It doesn't say use a Ouija board, but Ouija board is the most communicating, communica yeah, yeah. communicating way. But it says just don't communicate with it because you're inviting it. So, But then when they start recording, Josh starts tormenting it, doesn't he? He says, is that the Mika, best you got? Yeah, he starts he, provoking. He, yeah, he, yeah, Mika even. He, he starts like conversating with it and challenging it. So is that then giving it the the, exactly. the reins the to attention. come in, yeah, and be like, right, well, you you're aware of me now. I'm coming in. Yeah, it's the concept. It's it's sort of like I call it the Freddy Krueger effect. The concept that uh, in Freddy versus Jason, Freddy was not powerful because everybody had forgotten about him and yeah. because nobody had paid him any attention. Yeah. It was only when people started talking about Freddy and like thinking about Freddy did the deem like did Freddy sort of arise. Yeah. So I that agree. was my thought behind it, but. Surely, inviting the psychic there and that demon having that paranormal presence there took it as an invitation as well. Like, because that's like psychics communicate with yeah um, demons and like spirits and ghosts and stuff. Like that's part and parcel. But I just thought I was like, you know, it'd surely get stronger. So it was a bit ironic for the psychic to talk about communication when actually him being there was a form of communication in a way. Yeah. Anyway, Mika is interested, but Katie wants it to go away. She's not interested in it whatsoever. Mika is almost excited by it being there, yeah. which is quite creepy. And then there's like a little entertaining bit where Katie screams for Mika. He he uh, runs, but he grabs the camera first. Yeah. And it's a spider. And she's like, you grabbed the camera first. Yeah. And it was like, fair play, actually. That I think that's actually quite an important scene. Because if you watch this film and that scene wasn't in there you might think oh how convenient that he just always has a camera it's always but the fact that she screamed and the first thing he's done is grab the camera and it, it turned out to be nothing i think that was put in there to show you he, mika really does want to capture everything he's willing to the first thing he'll do is grab a camera which then justifies to how much he uses it later on not the time he uses it when him and kate are arguing and all this shit obviously then you'd stop recording but it, it i think that's in there to 
to get you a check mark saying he does carry it everywhere. Like he does, yeah. he does want to capture like the, this. Yeah. You, you can't call it a plot hole later because. Yeah, because no, back further on, like yeah. back earlier on, he still grabbed the camera. So it, I, I think that's why it would have been put in there. Yeah, I completely agree. So Mika is starting to speak to it, provoke it. He's reading up on it. And it's the concept of it gives you power. Where the fuck did he get a demonologist book, by the way? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Amazon Prime sells some weird shit. So actually, you probably get a demonologist book from there. And this was the bit where I was like, I like how Mika believes her, though. He's no Patrick Wilson. He's no Josh. Because, you know, Josh would have been faced with all that and been like, no, Renee, it's you. (laughs) He'd have got the keys flung at his face and been like, no, Renee. It's still you. I don't know who Renee is. You do. I know. I probably know her face from the film. Is it the mother? Yeah. Oh, the right. wife. I don't, I no, don't know. Yeah, names. his wife. Yeah. Josh, and, Josh and Renee. Yeah, I don't know names. I just I'm, know I'm disgusted because actually, to be fair, Insidious is one of your favourite films. I know, but I don't. I, I that's just like don't, saying, I just oh, he's that masked mask guy in Halloween. That, that fucker. No, that's different. Oh, that trailer. Oh, yeah, good trailer. It's so good. Anyway, Katie, this quite. This was quite interesting because Katie asked Mika to rein it, uh, rein it. Nice. That's that's me doing Renee now. To rein it in a bit because he may be excited, but she's scared. But he didn't. She didn't tell him before she moved in, and I thought that was a bit of a shit move from Katie. Mm. She she. This is my theory behind it. So we're in the realm where she believes that there's something haunting her. So she knows something's not right. Now I'm sorry, but that that is something you'd discuss. Yeah. Like, she, if she, you know, he might not have taken her seriously and it might have been like, oh, move in anyway, you know, I don't believe you, you just move in, you're it, fine. It depends what she means by haunted, though, doesn't it? it if it's been like a fucking door banging or... Well, we uh, get a something detail. Dro- something dropping it. Like, one, someone who genuinely believes in ghosts or that they're being haunted might feel embarrassed to say that I think I'm being yeah. haunted to someone who she knows doesn't believe in it. She might be scared of getting laughed at, might be thinking, stop, Yeah, I stop, understand stop acting that. Like that. But if she saw a, a black mass with burning eyes staring at the end of a bed when she was eight years old, and she's seen stuff like that since, like that's something you might want to mention. And I, here's I, my I, thing I as well. I, I think I think that's if she slept over at somebody's house as like a kid, did that follow her there? Possibly. Like, I, I doubt it would have seen her as much. Like it, the fact that it's only because like She's only doing something about it now must mean it's been getting progressively worse over her life. So maybe back then it wasn't as much as an issue. And when you're a kid and you see this stuff, your parents are like, it's, there's no such thing. Do you know, It's not until you get older and start to learn about, or not learn about, but discover that some people, well, quite a lot of people do believe in this sort of stuff and it could well be real. But when you're a kid, mm. you always think you see stuff. Think about all the stuff we used to think we saw as a kid. We used to think Ghostface fucking chased us about. We did. So that exactly. So when you're that age, your parents like will will be like, "Don't be daft. It's not real." Blah blah blah. Maybe maybe make you feel a bit patronised and drill it into your head that they're not real. Like it is just me. But she so, is fully aware that she has been haunted by something. I, I do agree that she, like maybe in herself she feels it, but I don't. I I don't feel like she she was obliged to tell thingy about it before moving in, unless it was a serious problem. But I don't feel like it gets to a serious problem until the film starts. Yeah, maybe. I just, I feel like if, if I had a boyfriend and then they came in and then like shit started To, some, to someone who fully believes in ghosts. Yes. But yeah, but Mika clearly does. Mm, I don't think, I, I think he, I don't think he's, 
discredits that the could be real, but he's definitely not afraid of him. Is that it, no? Like, he's if not she, if she was like, "I'm afraid of ghosts," he'd laugh at her and be like, "Come on, what they're gonna fucking do?" Do you know what I mean? That type of person. Because she's gonna have to have told him at some point, and she's she only... maybe has mentioned it before, but he's they've just brushed it off. Like you gotta remember, the film starts and it's still not a serious issue. They're, they're laughing about it, they're recording, they're making jokes. Like it's obviously not been a serious issue until the film. Yeah, I suppose so. I just feel like it was worth mentioning. I feel like it was a bit of a bad move, but we get to night number five. The audio's muffled again. It's that like water sound filling your ears. And Katie wakes up from nightmares and then there's a massive bang. And Mika Not just f- wakes up from nightmares, by the way. Yeah, Fucking it's like a full on like if night. If Sean woke up like that, like I'd just instantly wake up and like probably start swinging, thinking something fucking awful's going on. <laughs> Absolutely, roundhouse. It, it, round was, it was a fucking <laughs> scream and a yeah, half. Like, she's she's got a scream on her to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it was fucking awful. Yeah, but she wakes up like, from it. It's probably a night terror, really. There's a massive bang, and then Mika's just like. Is that all you got? And then it's like, no, Mika, yeah. don't provoke it. That's what I mean, it's communicating with him. But who the fuck is he? Zach Bagans. This is what Zach Bagans does in Ghost Adventures. This, He's that guy at the minute. But Katie's getting more and more freaked out. And Mika's like, right, yeah, this is a good idea. I'm going to get a Ouija board. And Katie's like, no, you're not getting a Ouija board. And she, he keeps antagonising it. And I'm just like, stop calling it out. Like, you, you wouldn't. Like, if you, yeah, something like that had happened yeah. at that point, you'd stop. And it, it, maybe you should have bared in mind at this point that it's not after him, but he's still giving it attention. So, like, the like the, the uh, psychic says to feed off negative energy, by, don't matter if he's laughing about it and joking about it, he's communicating it, bringing it in, and mm. it'll be, it would potentially be feeding off Kate's fear. Yeah, fear, and laughing at, it, it. laughing at it is taking the piss out of it, yeah. and so it's going to be antagonised. But then the next time Katie wakes up and thinks she... Sorry, also by this point, I'm going to mention it now, but it could be mentioned every five minutes in this film. Okay. Why do they never fucking turn the lights on when they go anywhere? Like in the middle of the night and people say, it's middle of the night. No, if you think something's fucking about in your house, every light switch you go past, on, on, on. You'd... I have to do that to go to the toilet. This is what I'm saying. Like, the, like the there is there fucking running around in pitch black in his own house. Turn your lights on like while you're looking at stuff. Mm. That that bit, but yeah, that's it, the point. It, you could say like maybe in a different film, if it was one or two scenes, then it's nitpicking. But when it's, every time. when it's yeah, when it's every single night and he's leaving the bedroom and going into different rooms, you turn every light on. Yeah. That that did that did bother me a bit in the film. I just thought surely like the the someone must have thought in the film, yeah, but why aren't they turning the lights on? But like maybe yeah. they just thought we'll sacrifice that to make it scarier because obviously once you turn the lights on somewhere, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not anymore. terrifying. Yeah. So then the next night, Katie wakes up and thinks she hears something and then there's like a thud downstairs, but then there's a massive roar yeah. and a bang that shut the life out of yeah, me, to be fair. I, nev- I didn't go to see this one in the cinema. I don't think I was old enough to go see this one in the cinema, but I definitely went to go see the second one in the cinema and I know if I'd have seen this one, that would have been one of the ones that shut the life out yeah. of me. Because the thing is, with cinema screens and cinema sounds... Like surround sound, you literally feel it in your yeah. seat, and it's so loud. But then, the they run downstairs, and this bit freaks me out. It's the lamp swinging. Yeah, the chandelier. Yeah, yeah. like that creeps fuck out of me. And Katie wants to stop the camera. She says it's getting worse because of the camera. But Mika then carries on and ends up getting an EVP as well. He's suddenly become an amateur ghost hunter overnight, yeah. which is interesting. And but there's nothing heard. And then finally he says. Uh, do you want me to get a Ouija board? And 
we can communicate properly. So it's night 15. This this is where it starts getting weird. This, this for me is the first signs of possession. Yeah. So Katie wakes up and she's sort of like in a half sleep trance like state. And she stares at Mika from 1.36 till 3.30 a.m. And 3.30 a.m. is the dead zone time. Yeah. And that's when demonic activity and spiritual activity is rumoured to be at its most powerful and have like a sort of a spike. Yeah. And a lot of the things that happen in this film happen at around 3 a.m. Yeah. Now, this freaks me out because I'm going to... I'm delving off onto a little story time. I don't know if I ever told you this story. I think I might have done. But when I had my appendix out, because I was in bunk beds with Eloise, I couldn't get up and down the ladders very easily without aggravating my stitches. Yeah. So for the first few nights, I stayed in mum's bed with mum. And uh, I remember waking up one night and mum sat up and she looked at me and then she lay back down and fell asleep. And I'd, I was like, what the fuck? And it freaked me <laughs> out. So I was laid awake for a bit. And then she sat up, got out she was in the bathroom for ages and i thought she'd fallen asleep on the toilet because mum had a habit of doing that and i might i think i must have drifted off again because when i woke up she still wasn't in and then i watched her walk towards the wardrobe and she opened the wardrobe door and stood and watched it for a minute then closed it then opened it again closed it opened it and then came and laid back down in bed and fell asleep with that fucking wardrobe door still open. It is it is quite creepy, like what people can do in their sleep. Oh because my it, god! It, it can, that that is just sleepwalking. That's all that is. It was the scariest thing. But it is terrifying. Yeah, and I, when I woke up the next morning, that wardrobe door was still open. And mum woke up, and I was like, and she was like, "Why is the why is the wardrobe door open?" And I was like, "You you did it," and she couldn't believe it. But that scared her so much that so. Uh, we got robbed a few years ago, many years ago now. now. We got robbed many years ago now. But ever since then, Mum slept with a knife, yeah, by a bed, uh, where she can easily keep it. And she stopped sleeping with a knife by a bed because she was that scared of what she did while she was asleep. She was like, "I could have killed you." She was like, "You know, I could have done anything because the weapon was in hand." And she was like, so, "And she never she, did she it." She had the knife in her hand when she did it. No, but she was scared in case. You just said the weapon was in hand. No, she because she in was hand's scared reach. that it could have been. Yeah, but that yeah, the way you phrase it. No, no, no. Walking around she, with a fucking knife. No, she wasn't. But she was scared because the knife was within her reach. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. And yeah. she was, she you know, on top it, of the, well, it's probably moved now, but it was on top of the wall. Yeah, and she was so frightened that she put it up there because she didn't dare sleep near it again in case something like that happened again. But that freaked the fuck out of me, yeah, me when I was younger. Anyway, so now we've got into that trance-like state. Mika then wakes up at some point in the night and he goes to find Katie. And she's outside. It's freezing outside. And he tries to bring her in, but she doesn't want to go. And she's speaking like she's in a trance. She's half asleep. She's like, I don't want to go. Yeah. I don't want to go back in. And there's a massive bang from upstairs where Mika goes to go and get the blankets for her and the TV's on staticky black and white and he turns around and there's a Katie jump scare and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. not again. And she gets uh, back into bed and she's, she doesn't remember anything the next morning, but she knows that she had terrible nightmares yeah. about it. Now, can you, like, that would freak me out, just the concept of knowing I'd, I'd been and done something and not not being yeah, aware yeah. of it what are there's a tiktok account of a woman she's on the a paranormal chicks page actually she's uh, a community member there and 
she posts videos of what she does when she's sleepwalking. They've got cameras in the house. Some of the shit she gets up to... It's crazy what some people do when they're sleepwalking. It's insane. I feel like, I feel like that's one of the scariest things you could ever do sleepwalk because yeah. you just don't have a clue what you do. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. So Mika gets the Ouija board. Dick move. Yeah, that that's just... that. For a character that actually seemed relatively quite smart, that was a really it's dumb thing to do. turning into a penis very yeah, quickly. And not because they made a, Mika made a promise to... No. Kate. Kate made a promise to Mika earlier on in the film that she wasn't going to phone uh, the demonologist. And then Mika made a promise to Katie that he wasn't going to buy a Ouija board and he broke that promise. So, one, that's a dick move. And two, at this point, he does start to believe it. And I, I feel like me and him are in kind of... Maybe he's a bit... I think he's a bit more chilled out to the sense... Where even when he did start seeing activity, I'd get a bit more scared than I lean yeah. towards scared than excited. Even then, he he acknowledges that this could be true. He was told do not communicate with him, and he still buys a Ouija board. I don't think his character was that stupid. Maybe not, especially not in the way that he did it, where he just did it behind Katie's back. That 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 was kind of like a bit of a character flaw, like or a character pothole. Like I, he didn't seem the type yeah. of person to but do that. It, it's not just that, Ollie. It's it's not even that he buys it behind her back because he, he uh, she says you go out and get the back, best damn looking Ouija board or buy the best damn looking Ouija board and he goes I didn't buy it I borrowed it so I didn't break the promise yeah, he like he finds it funny yeah. like if he, he really finds it hilarious but at this point he still doesn't see a threat does he he still doesn't think but he's a cop yeah that, that was a dick move so she freaks out and she she's like no we're going and she she leaves because they're going out to a party or something or they're going to like an event yeah. and he leaves the planchet on the board and the audio block starts again when they've both gone out they uh pl- the plants start moving and the planchet moves on the board on its own yeah the scary as fuck that bit yeah and then it catches fire. That, that's one of the creepiest bits in the whole film i really did i really thought that bit was just, just the quietness, and you can just see it moving around. And it wasn't like an aggressive swipe inside the side. It was really calmly just going. Then it started getting a bit faster, then stopped, and just set up and in flames. I mean, I did actually try and work out on the Ouija board what it was writing, but it was really difficult to yeah. do so, and I don't think we ever find out what he was writing. It was Diane, wasn't it? it was oh my God, yeah, it was Diane. You're right. It was yeah. because she went through the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah, no, we do find out what she was writing. That's my bad. And so when they get back he's forced to make a promise to the camera that he'll never like he won't antagonize anymore it's her rules and if she says turn off the camera he's got to turn off the camera and he says he says to her you know do you want to do you want to hear what happened you don't want to hear what happened with the Ouija board. She's like, I don't want to hear about yeah. it. I'm fucking sorry. You have to tell but her. But if that had set on fire, you would have to tell her. Like, there's not, no... not even tell her. I'd be straight on the phone to the demonologist. Like that. That. Yeah. That is the first thing I'd say in the film. That. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, there's things things that happened before this. That you. That a ninety nine percent. That's got to be something paranormal. That's not just a window. But this is the first thing that is a hundred percent. There is no other explanation. Yeah, that, that's set that, on fire. That, that is the any... that, that is another that that is the after, well it's paranormal afterlife spirit world whatever. Yeah, there's no but, reason. Yeah, for th- that. Th- there's no explanation for what happened on that video. Yeah, and but it's just like, uh, do you not want to hear about what happened? Yeah. Yes, fucking tell her. You'd be like, off straight to the fucking news. Yeah, with that. You'd, you'd be off. To, you'd you'd, be off you'd to, have won that. It don't don't, don't the government what say? Is, what is it in America? C- CSN or something? Is it CSN? Yeah, SCN. No, it's not SCN. CS- NBC? NBC. Yeah, fuck it, one of them. ABC, NBC. Yeah, NBC. 
CNN. That's CNN. One. That's CNN's the one. one. But you know what? You'd you'd also be getting that five million from the government because you've just proved that paranormal activity yeah. exists, pal. So you you're doing well. But the uh, it's just the way he's just ugh, Mika. He just goes down in my estimations from here. So his experiment, his last experiment, is he wants to put powder on the floor, and if it doesn't work, she gets to call the demonologist. Yeah. And so the but then they start arguing and the arguing's making things worse. It's turning it into a negative yeah. household and the spirits feeding from that yeah. or the demons feeding from that. So we get to night seventeen, there's a muffled noise, and then there's powder on the floor, and they ain't normal feet. There's some they I was are gonna some say fucking to, to demon me, feet. They look like like a, a mixture between hooves and paws. I said that it looked like a chicken foot. Yeah, chicken like feet. I, I couldn't I was watching it on the TV downstairs, which is quite outdated for people listening. It's not bad, dog. It's not like a fucking like a bull Wayne, TV. you and your shit TV by it. It's it's a flat screen. Uh, it's I'd probably say it's seven twenty p, maybe, definitely not ten eighty. So I I couldn't really see the quality that much. Uh, like I couldn't, but I, and I, I rewound rewound it once, but I was like, uh, but it did look like hooves. Yeah, like it didn't look like a, which is important because I said earlier it's not a human like. Yeah. Um, not it, a human. It's a demon chicken, Oliver. Demon chicken. There we it's go. It's the demon chicken. And so these footprint, the fit, the, the footprints. Hmm. Interesting. The footprints stop in the utility room, and the attic is open. Mika goes up. You brave bastard. Yeah, fuck that. Like, fuck. You'd just be like, you just, you just pop that bad boy on. You'd, you'd gorilla glue that shut and be like, you can stay up there, my friend. Yeah. But there's a photo of Katie as a kid. But the real issue, like, not that the, you know, that's an issue enough. But it's the fact that it's all burnt and all her things burnt in a house fire when yeah. she was younger. And it somehow ended up in the and attic. And it somehow ended in up house. in a bare attic as well. It's not yeah, even as if there yeah. were some of the bits in there yeah, that had it, moved it, with it, her. It, that had been put up there by It was something. just insulation. Yeah. yeah. So it she she's done now. She's like, yeah, this is this is fucking awful. And it hits to night uh, night eighteen, and the lights come on, and it sounds like someone's coming upstairs. I love the running sound effects oh. in this. It's awful. Yeah, but I was going to say, that's your fucking worst nightmare because the could, thought could, of somebody running upstairs. Because when someone's panic. running, they've got an objective. You don't, you don't, you, you don't, <laughs> yeah, but you have the one, you don't, you don't just fucking, you don't, you wake up. It, it, why don't you run downstairs in the morning or why, why don't you run to the toilet? It's because, like, it's like when you're running, you, you're set on something. So, <laughs> and to hear, like, running, this is what I mean by American houses, though. Like, they're all laminate flawed, like, very, um, hollow yeah so like you can hear the footsteps Ooh. and when they're running in, and it gets close to the to the well the audio sounds like it's getting close to you oh god it just makes the airs on my back stand up yeah it few, was the few that i have it was <laughs> it was cringy it was just like yeah. but the uh it's weird because the lights flick on the door closes but then it sounds like somebody's running off yeah and it's just like, oh yeah. god! And it's so, it's so intense. So it does make me laugh. I think it's this night when it's it all stops at around four a.m. Yeah. And it just got me thinking, like my mind just went adrift, and I was like, the demons have a clock out time. Like, like yeah, that, my shift done. I think there's like Swipe a surge out. of power. I know isn't what you're there? saying, but I, j- I just got this idea of like demons being like, oh, time's up. Do demons sleep? No. Maybe demons do like far on, far off. Do you think it's planned? <laughs> do you think it, Do you think it's planned? Like what they do? Like they think right. So tomorrow, half eight, turn the light off. Uh, half nine, drop the keys, and then self-loathing. I can't yeah. miss that again. <laughs> a quick fag break in between. I'm an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's exactly a demon. I think no. I think they've got something in mind, but I don't think it's sort of like arranged. I don't think they've being got a an demon itinerary. must be fucking fun. 
Like, oh, to, to the part where, if you didn't kill him, like, if I was a demon, right, because I wouldn't want to actually hurt people, but it, they feed off, like, scaring people. Like, mm. well, they say the job, the, the, their only job, it, like, their only goal is to inflict as much pain as they can to everyone they can. But what if, like, demons are just, like, the monsters in Monsters, Inc.? Like, they've See, just got to form the electricity This is what I was going to say. I'd just say, I, I'd love to just scare the living fuck out of people and then just be like, right, they've had enough. Like, <laughs> move on. Yeah, but the thing of a demon is it's... So, as soon as, they've it, not as, soon as I go down, like, I'm just... And then the fucking exorcism comes in. I'm like, nope, I'm done. And then I just go go on to the next person. I, I mean, know that's not how it works. I know, it, I know it's your would you rather, but I've got a question. What? If you could possess somebody, in anybody in the world, for 24 hours... Who would you possess? Shane out of uh, <laughs> Buzzfeed Unsolved. Really? Yeah, because I'd make him fucking believe. Because he's, he's the biggest sceptic. Like, there's sceptics, right? There's sceptics who claim to be sceptics. And then there's sceptics. There's like, there's like genuine sceptics who are like, it's all bullshit. Like, it don't matter. Blah, blah. But then there's the sceptics where are like, yeah, I don't believe in it. And you say, all right, go do Bloody Mary at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So, like, so you're not that much against it. Or if you said, all right, then. Go go through walk through a, a pitch black mental asylum at night, and they'd be like, "I'm not fucking doing that." And it's like, yeah. So even though you believe that it's not real, there's still that not point not 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 one percent chance that you're not going to take that it is real. Yeah, but surely you'd possess the other guy so that he can see the possession, because you no, don't, because I'm not going to fully possess him. Remember. Like I'd just possess him, and, but but possession don't just start with like, all right, I just walk up to him, possess him. I've got to scare the fuck out of him first, and I've got, oh right, you, I've got you're a, going I've the got, long I've, game. Yeah, I've got to weaken him down and stuff. So I'd. And I'd, I'd stretch out over like like six months maybe, and just really like fucking little bit by little bit. I'd love to get him on his own. He's like, fucking hell, that's a bit weird. And then just leave it at that, and then wait for another week or something. Challenge accepted. Buzzfeed unsolved. Want me to become a demon on. and fucking possess someone? This is this is the plan. This is the long challenge game. failed instantly because I don't believe in them. But if, if they are there, leave me alone. But I don't believe in you. <laughs> I feel that counts as provocation. No. Now. Hi, demons. Come. <laughs> hey, demons. It's come, your come boy. possess. I, I urge any demon in this Stop house. Stop it! No, not in here. To come possess me tonight. Not in kill my room. Not, not in here though. That's. I don't. I don't believe. Yeah, them. but demons don't possess somebody to kill them. They, dis- they possess somebody to, like, inhabit misery to everybody I know, else. But I just don't believe it. It's, yeah, especially but I one do. In this household. Can yeah, you, but I, can I, I you specify in, with you. Yeah, but can you specify? I'm not in specifying your room. to the fucking demon that doesn't exist. Just say in your room, no, please. No, the whole house. No, don't. lift the whole house off the ground, rip its you foundations out. You are the worst person I've ever met. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not a pussy. I'm not anyway, a pussy. I believe. Back to the story. Back to the film. Oh, I'm fucking done. <laughs> Where are we? Uh. Demon clocking out, so the end of that night. When... Oh yeah, the, he's running. It's like the demons running off, and yeah. then there's loud knocks and bangs as he goes. And then Mika's still provoking it. Like he just doesn't stop. He's he really winds the me se- up. The second half of the film lets him down, not in terms of the character, because it, if they wanted him to make, I don't think it did some really dickish moves that were over the top dickish. Where you just think, and like again, this pulls into the point of when he was recording at times when he shouldn't. It was like that the first half of the film, like you really it just seemed like a normal guy and then he starts to make some really stupid decisions at the end of the film. Which after the first half of the film you get the impression that, that someone like him wouldn't make them decisions yeah. or wouldn't be that inconsiderate to Katie. Do you know that so it it's it's not it's not a continuity error, it's not a plot hole, but it's kinda like do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yeah. he, he was built up to be quite normal in the first bit and now he's making all these terrible decisions and being really inconsiderate to Kate. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I just thought it, it doesn't really match up. Yeah, I agree. So the next day, they're both eating and there's a bang from upstairs and their photo frame is smashed, but it's still on the wall. It's not like it fell and dropped. Yeah. There is literally a smash mark and it's only yeah. on Mika's face. And it's, and it's, it's scratched. Mika's face is scratched yeah, out. Yeah, and his yeah. face is scratched out as well. What I find very interesting is why Mika... I mean, we do get a backstory. I, I, I think the demon knew that the, he was possessed... I think that was a sign that I am going to kill Mika via Kate. Like, he left Kate alive, not because he, the demon... The oh, demon, yeah, I the know demon that. possessing Kate to kill Mika. But why? Because it's Just all... there. Well, no, because it's all about... I mean, I know we don't know this. If if, if we were back in time and we hadn't... There wasn't a two, three, four, five, six, seven, how many the fuck there are. Like, we wouldn't know any different. It was just a possession case. But... It was all about that child. It was about Hunter, wasn't it? Yeah. And so where did Mika come into it? I'm not sure, but I d- you've got to remember that they maybe didn't expect the success that came no. out of it. So no. they, they might not like... You know, you look at um, a lot of big writers, they'll, they'll have written a sequel and a, a trilogy before in mind. Be- before the first one's even released. Like Insidious. It, yeah, whereas this one might have just been like a, a quick one off. And then when they're solo successful, you know, we'll build on this yeah. end. Like you, you can always tell on a film... Like the Conjuring series, like Insidious. They all weave. Yeah, they've thought about the sequels before they finished the first one. So, yeah. so it all, like, for example, in Insidious, the film, in the second one, when he goes back to, you know, when all that shit's happening in the yeah. house, the alarm's going off the dog, but that's actually and Josh doing that to himself. Yeah. yeah. That was thought, that they would have known that was going to happen before the first film was released. Yeah. That was always part of they the plan. They preempted the success. Whereas I think this one might have just been they wrote this one film and then tried to develop, which is maybe why it didn't have the longevity of like the Insidiouses and Conjurings because yeah. it wasn't considered down the line what they could do with it. It was sort of like they just tried to plug in the it, holes. It was like it? an idea. They made it and it fucking it skyrocketed. Shot off. Yeah, so then he's. he's They've been like, it was shit. all anybody talked about. Yeah, yeah, so then they've turned it around and been like, right, we'll try to build on this. Whereas Insidious, because of the, the the production value and the big names that they have on set and the big directors, that have known that this isn't just a one or a two off, this is going to be a universe. Yeah, because it became quite, it, it became, it was like a cult thing in the end, wasn't it? The yeah, cult that, which is when, yeah, which yeah. is when they started dropping off. And that, that's because that was never part of the plan, it's just yeah. been added on. Yeah, I agree. So the. They end up getting the psychic back, but he's completely over overwhelmed by everything. He steps into the house and then goes, I can't help you, I've got to get out of here. Yeah. He was like, my friend, the demonologist, is back in town. He's out of town for a few days, but I even being me being here is pissing it off. Yeah. So I'm going to go or else it's going to be worse for you. And the next night, sheets come off the bed. Elisa would never, by the way. No, Elisa would just no, be like... No test too great. Elisa would be like, bring your pencil. Yeah. Where's my gas mask? Let's yeah, that's go. Terrifying that scene. Oh, we've talked about this before. I've always been fearful of gas masks. I just think gas yeah, masks are fucking terrifying. Hmm, gas masks are scary looking. Do you want to hear something really random that I learned? He's in a, my bloody Valentine. Yeah. The, the killer in that scares yeah, me. Yeah, it's in the mines, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. With, a, with a mining mask. Well, mm. it is a gas mask, I think. Do you want to hear something that's really weird that I heard this week? I know it's completely off topic. It's to do with scary, I suppose, though. Apparently, the reason you scream as a newborn baby is because you're dying in your previous life. And that's why you scream when you come out of the womb because you're being reborn, which I thought was really interesting. Is that a fact topic. Or is that... No, no, oh, it's like a theory. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting theory. Yeah, yeah the concept. I don't that think you're aware yet. You're you're aware of a change, but you don't think you're dying. Well, it's it's sort of no, it's the change of you've died in your previous life and you're coming out of the womb, so you're still screaming, so you're going through that transition. And then I you become a baby again. Your baby inside thought, "This is my life. I'll just live." No, no, it. it's the oh, idea right. that you die, you, the way you de- you come out oh, yeah, as you come in. Theory, yeah, yeah I, I thought. I mean, I know it's probably like complete bullshit, but I did think it was quite interesting. Yeah. I found this out. Too. 
anyway, the sheets come off the next night and reveal Katie's foot. The light comes on and you can see the black mass. This is the first time you can actually see it at the door. I didn't see it. Yeah, you can see it. I'll have to watch. I'll have to look. Um, have a look on Google after because I didn't see it. Yeah, which is a frustrating thing for me. But it's also worked perfectly for this film because that's why it stays so real. There was no wow factor of this terrifying looking demon. It was you never really got a look at it. But I, I yeah. liked it. I, I love you can look. see it coming through the door and leaning over her because that's when she wakes up and she's like, I can feel it breathing. It's breathing on me. Oh, can you? Yeah, you can see I it very faintly. It, I don't remember seeing it. I'll have a look. Very after. faintly. Uh, it's between, so we were on night 18 and then the one after it is nine, uh, night 20, so I presume it's night 19 yeah. that you need to look for. So we learn the next day that there's a girl that went through the exact same thing that Katie did and it's quite a horrifying scene. So you, you get to see, like, there's pictures of her. It, they're not they're not videos as such. It's more like a gif. Yeah. And you see her going through the possession and stuff like that. So that's how she was, and then she was possessed. Here's, here's a little theory for you that I've just thought, by the way. A little plot theory. The Ouija board, what originated was Diane trying to reach out to help him because she knew what was happening to her. And then the Ouija board setting on fire was a demon was stopping a demon that from happening. over it. It was like... That's it, quite they was trying, she was trying. Diane was trying to help her from another life. From the afterlife and sit like, look me up, like look what happened to me. Maybe you can stop it. That's very and the good. The clocks on and was like, nah, burnt the Ouija board. I like that. That's a very good theory. Mm. That's interesting. So they, she's losing a shit. The thing is, as well, that scene. This is a little fun fact. I didn't write this down, but I just remember it. When they were showing the exorcism and stuff, that scene was supposed to be a lot longer and a lot more brutal and graphic. Like they were supposed to show the full exorcism of it, but they ended up cutting it down. But I just thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. So Kate is absolutely losing her shit. She's she's absolutely done. Um, night 20, there's another black mass again. Kate is pulled out of bed and dragged out the room screaming. That is when you're out. That yeah, is... I mean, out. I know that it's following her, but you still wouldn't be in the house. Yeah. Mika tries to save her, but it bit Kate's back. Yeah. And it, you can see the mark around it, and it looks fucking painful, to be fair. They arrange to leave for the night, but he comes downstairs to see Katie gripping the crucifix so hard that she's bleeding. Yeah. And then he burns the crucifix. What a terrible fucking move. Yeah. Really you know, let's let's out. burn the fucking religious sacrament that's, you know. You're literally playing into his hands at this point. You're doing, he's you're burnt doing, a cross. You're doing the work for him. Dickhead. And so Katie doesn't Katie then doesn't want to go. She's laid in bed and she asks him to stay. And she's like, she just refuses to go anywhere. And she's like, just please stay, please stay. Yeah. And he leaves. And then she's like, I think we'll be okay now. And it falters on now. And it sounds quite demonic on the last now. Yeah. And then she just gives this creepy as fuck smile. Yeah. And settles down to sleep. And I was like, you're fucked. You're yeah, done. You're you are done. And so uh, it's the last night. Katie sits up in bed. She gets out, stares at Mika for a bit. She The sheets come off him. And she walks to his side, stares a little bit more, and then she just leaves the room and then screams blue murder for Mika. Mika runs for her, and then you just hear an absolute kerfuffle going yeah, on in which is Mika, the thing that you Mika can't see. Killed, yeah. Mika's being killed. There were three original, there were three different endings. There were three different ways that Mika was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, she launches him at the camera. What, three different ones that were released or two were scrapped? Three were, three were filmed. You can find all three. Oh, right. Uh, she launches him at the camera. Is one of them a neck snap? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I have some. No, no, that's Paranormal Activity too. Oh, right. There's like once the police come in 
and I can't remember the other one. She's holding the knife in one of them, I think. Right. But she launches him at the camera and then she steps forward. She's got blood all over her stomach. Yeah. Uh, she sniffs him, gives a creepy smile and then like lunges at the yeah. camera and then that's it. That's see the a bit, end of the bit film. of a face change to demon life and that was it. Well, it's to be fair, you just sort of see like a black hole. You just see a tooth blackened out. You can't really see much more than that. You, I could see a little bit. Oh, I couldn't. I only saw like the slightly demonic thing and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Well, that's so the end of the, the scenes, film. I'm looking forward to this. Right, um, if you get this, I'll can eat my I heart. still think the budget is low. Okay. No, I think from what you said, the budget is high. The only reason it makes me think that this budget is going to be high is because the production, it was advertised a lot, yeah. which for a small film, so I think it, I think it had a budget, but allocated a lot of it to maybe advertisement. Marketing. And as not well. as much into the actual film itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with, I, I'm, what I think after what you said, it's over, it's over five million, but not more than twelve million. So give me a. But this isn't my guess because I've got to stick true to my price. Okay. I'm going five hundred sixty thousand. No, eight hundred sixty thousand dollars, and the other one that I think after what you said, maybe like. 4.3 million. So I didn't mean to give you the wrong impression because I was more going it was even lower. The budget for this film was only 15,000 US dollars. Fucking hell. And yeah, how I'd much have did, never gone that And long. how much did it make? Jesus Christ. 64 million. 193 million what US dollars. What a return dollars. that is. So 15,000. So that's what? 192,000. 192,000,000. 192.85,000 million? Million? Yeah. Profit. Yeah, profit. Fucking hell. Fair play. Mad. Mad. No wonder they did fucking sequels. Yeah, no. They're for fuck's sake. Here's my behind the scenes facts. There were quite a few, but I just selected some of the ones that I quite liked. The actors were never given scripts. They were just given guidelines on how to behave and what to discuss. So a lot of it was improv. Yeah, which is good because that that makes it feel more real. The filming completed in only 10 days. I can believe that. DreamWorks wanted to remake the film when they saw it, when they were building for uh, producers sort of thing. And they wanted a bigger budget and better known actors only keeping the original film as a DVD extra. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. During the first screening, people left because they couldn't handle the intensity of the film. Uh, maybe it's just because I'm numb now to horror films because doing this podcast has I think the sound on me. Yeah. More than yeah. the vision, the sound like... Yeah, maybe, in, yeah. In the film, like the muffled audio, like that must be terrifying. I've, I've got to sometimes think back to how horror was for me before we started this podcast. Not not just before we started the podcast, but when I was 12, 13, it mm. used to fucking terrify me. You couldn't watch Halloween yeah, without... Yeah, I got, it got to a point where I couldn't even watch Halloween. You used so. to sit at the desktop computer while yeah, we sat and watched peak, it. When I, peak, I, I used to only ever watch the, the conversations, like mm. the, the shitty bits. Not shitty, but dialogue scenes because yeah. I was too scared of the other films. So if I, if, I put my, if I put myself back in that headspace and then apply that to now in this film, then I probably would also be yeah. shitting my pants. Yeah. Originally, Katie and Mika only received 500 US dollars each for their performance. But due to the film's success, it was renegotiated. Yeah, that's good Which then. was quite good of them because yeah. they didn't have to do that. But I think they'd have been absolutely slaughtered if they didn't. Well, they needed them both for the sequel. Ah, right. Because Mika's in it very faintly. He's in a pool scene, I think. That's why she's always sign with percentages, not actual money. And Katie was in it at the end quite a lot because she's the one that broke yeah. the necks. All the crew had to wear black clothes at all times so there'd be no coloured reflections from the walls or the flooring or anything like mm. that. So they had to 
wear black uh, clothing. And at around 35 minutes 33, there's an orb-like object floating eerily behind Katie. This was not deliberately put in. Ah. And those are some of my uh, favourite fun facts. Nice. So, my... It's not a would you rather. And it's actually quite... One it's not a would you rather and it's actually quite fitting considering what we've just talked about now and this film in general but I actually wrote it down like three insert page sounds (laughs) yeah I actually wrote it down like three or four episodes ago Mm -hmm. Um, so say you've got a budget of a million to make a horror film the the, the main question comes down to how viable is a trailer to a film so you've got a million to make a film how much do you spend of that on the trailer Bearing in mind, there's going to be no sequels. It's a one-off film. A million. Yeah. How much would you, how much oh. would you spend on a trailer? Let Let's say the trailer costs X amount of money. You can, you, you've got a budget between making the film and marketing the film. How much goes into marketing? So basically, w- at what point do you start scanning the audience and thinking? Because once people have bought tickets, it, do you know what I mean? Your Your money's made. Right. I mean, maybe twenty thousand. Oh, I put at least 30, three. I put at least three hundred grand in to marketing. The thing is, oh, just what into marketing as a whole? Mainly the trailer, but right, like more than yeah, maybe like a hundred grand. Yeah, because the, the, how important for you is a trailer to a film? It is. I mean, an example of what we've seen this this week is Halloween. See, I think they went completely overboard. They, with went, Halloween. they went too far with it. I, I I I do really like the trailer, but I feel like we've seen not, everything. Not exactly. Until I've seen the film, maybe I'll see the film and think that they knew what they was doing. They didn't overshow it, but. When Unless you sh- it's when gonna you sh- be a bloodbath. When you showed that many, yeah, exactly. When you showed that many clips of kills, you know they're kind of coming up in the film, and I, I don't like. I I really like the trailer. It was such a good trailer. It looked really good. Uh, like the vibe of it was good. The the kills looked good, but just too many were shown, and too much of how the dive was shown. I I, I believe. Yeah. It might it might be different when the film comes. Well, out. The, it's a trilogy, isn't it? They've confirmed yeah. there's going to be another one after this. Yeah. I think they might kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Probably. I'll be happy for her to die. She's had a good run. She, she, she's had a good run. And I th- she deserves a good J- death, J- Jamie doesn't die without Michael fully dying as well. Yeah. Like, Jamie does not die unless Michael dies as well. Completely. But he can't be killed in this it, one it, because the next one, yeah, he's yeah, got it, to be it, in it. it I, I, I could write it for you now. I'll tell you something. It's going to end with Jamie having to sacrifice herself but to take Michael as well and they'll, they'll both die together. That That's what will happen. That's the only way to win that series. You can't have Laurie survive th- and you can't have Michael survive. Well, the thing is, I don't know about you, but I think I've seen... The granddaughter, I can't remember the granddaughter's name. I, I don't know. But she seems to be sort of taking over as the new final girl. She seems a lot more badass in this one. <sighs> Man, the thing is, Michael Myers, like, I, I can openly admit it's quite drained out. Like, he's... He, There's how, only so much he can how do. How many more there? can he survive before it becomes... Yes, this is a reboot. And, and essentially, this timeline is only Halloween and Halloween. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. They're both called Halloween. Um, and then this one's Halloween Kills. Yeah, so there's three. So he would have technically only survived two. But every every Michael Myers, well, Halloween fan knows he's, he's, survived, he's notorious for surviving literally everything. But like you said, it seems in the trailer that they mentioned something about the more he kills, the more, the more he, he transcends. Yeah, so... He's becoming sort of a demon. So maybe that's the, the realm they're going into, which I don't think is good because it re- you haven't seen him. Wait till we watch Halloween uh, Fall and there is, a, there is the, the Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, that turns the, into the a cult, Mike, doesn't it? Yeah, it turns into a cult, and Mike, Michael's just the, the subject of a cult, like he's, he's like the killing machine for him. Yeah. So it, I, I don't think they should go down that way. No. Michael Myers is just a serial killer who's got who's fucking thick skinned and can yeah. take a take a beating, take a good whack. But yeah, 
I'd, I'd I'd go I'd go a fair bit into marketing because I think marketing makes a, like you like you don't like it's hard if if you already got fans of the franchise that you're making a trailer isn't as important a trailer is really only for for to generate hype around the film yeah. because you the OG fans you could if Scream for uh, Scream Five got released with no trailer you'd still go watch it a hundred times over. Um, Literally, if Scream Five's trailer was like you know like they do the flashes it's like do. Doom, yeah. Doom. yeah. If you had Sydney, Dewey, uh, Gale, and Ghostface like just flashing yeah. like that, and then it's saying Scream Five above the top, I'd be there. Yeah, it's, it's enough. To, it's just to generate hype for the for the diehard fans. Not even diehard fans, just the majority who, who know that film's coming out. Whereas if it's your first time film or the first of a franchise, the trailer needs to be good. The trailer needs to be good. Like like we sat down literally last night at Dad's and we'd like uh, Dad'll tend to put a YouTube clip on his phone. And it, it auto. We love our Friday and Saturday night. It auto plays the next, and we watched the Halloween Kills trailer, and then it just kept flicking through trailers. See how many films did we say? Oh, that looks good. So you're probably yeah. going to end up watching them because the trailer was that good. That's mm. why I think trailers are, are very important. Yeah, no, not, I agree. Not so much to late night. Ah, that's why you were like, oh, and you started tapping that question down. Yeah, I think it might have been. Right, I'm with you now. I understand because I was like, why? Why are you triggered by that? Yeah. I don't understand. But yeah, I get it now. So what? What's your film for next week then? You'll be very happy. My film for next week is Insidious Chapter Two. Oh, we're gonna go with sequel. Nice. Because I love. I think I like the sequel more than I like the first one. Oh. If if only cool. for Patrick Wilson launching a kettle at Rosebud yeah. and the sound it makes afterwards, it's fucking hilarious. Right, tune yeah. in for that then next week. Thanks yep. for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.